0: Welcome to the Divorce Tribe Podcast. My name is Luke Mydell, and I created this weekly podcast to provide support and healing as you navigate the daily trials that accompany divorce. I have been where you are, I have walked that lonely road, and I'm hoping to share what I have learned and what I am still learning through others. We are part of the same tribe, the Divorce Tribe. Welcome to episode 5, Won't Somebody Please Think of the Children? This week we will be discussing how to go about telling your children that you are getting a divorce. My goal this episode is to emphasize that there is a positive way and a negative way to tell your children about your divorce. And I hope that by sharing my story and other stories that I've read, that I'll be able to emphasize the importance of not dragging your children into the drama of your divorce appropriately the other night while i was sitting on the couch writing my daughter came up to me and it was about 9:30, well past her bedtime but with tears in her eyes she told me she missed her mom i gave her a big hug and we sat there on the couch for a bit until she was able to head back to bed situations like that break my heart but hopefully i'll be able to shield her from most of the pain that i felt going through this process While we sat there together, I asked her if she could think of any things that she could do to help with that feeling she was having, like calling her mom or uh, having a picture of her mom next to her or reading a book or anything like that. And so sometimes she's able to come up with those ideas that will help her figure out how to deal with these emotions and these feelings on her own. And that's hopefully what I can help her and provide her as she goes through her own process of healing. Now, before we delve into the main topic, it's time for story time, where I discuss the current book I'm reading and hopefully how it applies to today's episode. I just finished Suzanne Finamar's memoir on divorce. I've posted a full review on my website. But what I will say here is that it was at times heart-wrenching, and then at other times filled with humor and a hope for a bright future. Her story was very touching to me because of its similarity to my divorce. We both had spouses who asked for a divorce, and neither of us wanted it. We both went through the grieving process, although mine seems to be taking a bit longer than hers. We're both parents who retain majority custody of our kids, and we wanted to win back our spouse's love at times, even though we were hurt, wronged, scarred, or whatever you want to call it. While I have two children, Suzanne has one child, a young boy she calls A, in her memoir. In this passage I'm going to read, she tells the story of letting her son know about the divorce. Quote, we have scheduled to talk with A about the divorce today. Bunny, her mother, is with me and A in the kitchen for moral support and also for the box of giant warm cinnabuns that she has brought. There's no etiquette for this, I think. It's a little song about abandonment, and it goes something like this. I wish I had a guitar, some sort of happy prop. I have nothing, just me. This is how it's going to be from now on. I am not nearly enough, and I am disappearing pound by pound. I'll end up a pile of black clothes and a witch hat on the floor. Do you remember when your daddy lived here? I begin. Yes. A gauges the room. Then he sighs in exhaustion, as if he is being asked to play tuptum in the King and I for the 600th time. "'I know my daddy doesn't live here anymore,' he says. "'Of course,' I say. "'Yes, but he still loves you very, very much. You are still his boy.' "'I know that,' A says. "'Do you still love daddy?' I ask, and suddenly look over at Bunny as if to say, "'Help me. I'm going off script.' Bunny shrugs. "'A says, "'I love daddy.' I feel odd relief, as though it is my love for A that was in question, or something just as precious. I also know that whatever is said here, there will be damage. Do you have anything you want to ask me? Anything about your daddy or mommy or how you feel? I chirrup. Bunny coughs. What? I ask, defensive. Bunny leans forward and whispers into my ear. I have a neurosis behind my back. Can you guess what it is? I think you're through talking now. I hope that you are. Then A asks, why? Why, I say? Why is always a good question. Well, I'll tell you why. Of course, it's not your fault. You know that, right? Sure, sure. Well, let's ask Grandma. What is that one thing when a man decides he would be a you know, uh, more himself, and, well, this means he may want to live on his own. What is that thing? Ambivalence, Bunny suggests. Yes, I say, we had too much of that. We all consider this. A says, but do you still love Daddy, and does Daddy still love you? I am startled. There's no good answer here. This is from Out of the Sky. Yes, my darling boy. Everyone loves everyone. Eat your ice crispies, Bunny says, her voice calm, a decoy. I look away out the front window, look back. Nobody has disappeared, and I have to do it. I have to say something resembling the truth. Fatigue pulls at my limbs with a relentless pressure. Yes is not exactly true, son. In fact, I don't know what's true. But when I find out, I'll tell you. End quote. Now, two important things stand out to me in this passage. One, when she says that whatever is said here, there will be damage. Because people sometimes delude themselves into thinking that divorce will be better than marriage for their children. And in some cases, where there is abuse or a toxic environment, that may be the case. But where there isn't abuse or that toxic environment, the research and statistics do not hold up, no matter what lies we tell ourselves. And then two, the way she talks to her son at the level he needs for his age. She doesn't tell him every detail. In fact, she just keeps it very basic. She doesn't go into detail of how her husband left or how he had hurt his mom by leaving or that there was another woman in the picture. Just, Daddy left, he loves you, we love you, and it's not your fault. These things stand out to me because they were two of the main things I found in my research two plus years ago when we were getting ready to tell the kids about our divorce. Now, this episode is going to be emotional for me because it was one of the hardest things I've had to do. You have to let go of your own ego, your own reality, so that the divorce is easier on your children. In my case, we were originally going to tell the children right before we left on our final family vacation to the Oregon coast. We had reserved a yurt in a coastal state park, but as the time came closer, I realized that I didn't want them to go on this trip and always have this association between the Oregon coast vacation and our divorce. The Oregon coast has always been a special place for me. It's a place we'd go as a family when we were younger, a place we would find, you know, sand dollars, where we'd catch crab, where we would just have an amazing time. It's one of my favorite places to go on vacation. And so instead of telling them before the vacation, we just went on the vacation and we had a great time. And then we came home. And about a week later, we decided to tell the kids. We called everyone into the family room and told them that we had something important to talk about. At the time, my daughter was happy and carefree and bouncing all over the place. She was six years old, and she had a big smile on her face as she stood on the couch. And my ex started talking. I couldn't talk. All I could do was sit there and watch my kids. You know how I've been sleeping in the room downstairs in the basement? Well, Dad and I are getting a divorce, which means that I'll be moving out of the house to live in an apartment. My son kept glancing over at me, trying to get a read on what I was thinking while my wife was talking and my daughter's smile slowly faded as her six-year-old brain realized what my wife was saying, and then she broke down in tears. I stood up, and I sat next to both of them, and I hugged them close. I wrapped my arm around each of one of them, and my daughter sobbed into my shoulder, and I held back tears. I can't remember what my wife said after that, but she said it without tears or much emotion. I remember saying something about how we loved them both so much and that this divorce had nothing to do with either of them, that it was something we both decided. And then my wife started talking again and I had to excuse myself from the room and I went into the bedroom, and I just shoved my face in the pillow. I just screamed and sobbed. I couldn't get the image of Maddie's face out of my head. My sweet, innocent, bubbly little girl being subjected to such hardship, such trial at so young an age. My son with his probing, intelligent mind that found it so difficult to show emotion or understand social norms, just watching me, looking for understanding, comprehension, anything that would help him understand what was happening. I am thankful that my ex was the one to speak, because I couldn't have held it together, and I didn't want them to shoulder the burden of a father that was breaking down in front of them. I wanted to show them that I would be there to hug them and comfort them. When we asked them if they had any questions, how they were feeling, Ben just said he was confused. And that's mostly what he said all along. So, this was not a mutual decision. It was not us just growing apart but these were the inaccuracies that I agreed to tell the kids because it would help them cope with the divorce. It would give them the best possible chance of not having to choose sides in the divorce and taking on the divorce as their own. Here's the downside. I can still close my eyes and picture Maddie's face. It is one of those images that has been seared into my head Like when I saw my father attached to tubes and monitors, unconscious, and missing a leg in the hospital for the first time. These moments of pain that are just memorized by the brain. But it was what we needed to do, and it was what was best for the kids. And that's what we'll be talking about today. This is one of the most discussed topics that I see in my Facebook divorce groups. What do I tell the children? How do I tell the children? When do I tell the children? And the answers that people chime in with are just as varied. Some come from a place of anger and betrayal, and others come from a place of healing that has occurred over many, many years. And the correct answers are actually varied as well. Some depend on the ages of the children and what they know already. Other parents have the choice about where and when to tell their children taken away from them, So I'm going to go through what I studied because this is one of those instances where you really have to swallow your pride and you have to plan what you're going to tell your kids. And that's actually the first step. Plan what to say, when to say, and where to say it. You should have a script and you should try to tell your kids with your soon-to-be ex. You should practice your script beforehand because when it comes time to actually tell the kids... Emotions can take over, and you may not remember everything you were going to tell them. Now, I don't mean have it written out and you read from a piece of paper. I mean just practice what you're going to say. And a lot of this depends on whether you are on speaking terms with your soon-to-be ex and whether you can agree to tell them together with the same script. Even with the script, even after rehearsing what we were going to say, I wasn't able to say much but I was able to go over what I had read with my soon-to-be ex, and we both agreed on the script that we were going to use. In addition to scripting out what you're going to say, don't tell them in a place or on a day that has separate meaning. For example, we had originally planned to tell our kids right before our last Oregon Coast vacation, like I had mentioned previously, and we had planned this vacation before my ex had asked for a divorce. But I didn't want our kids to associate the Oregon coast or even vacation with divorce. I didn't want them to have this image, this memory in their head of going to the Oregon coast and being filled with sorrow and confusion and anxiety. And so we decided not to tell them before that vacation. And I am so happy that we decided to do that because even recently we were on a walk And we were talking about our favorite vacations. And my daughter said, I really loved the Oregon coast. And so I don't know if she would have been able to say that if she had this association of the Oregon coast with our divorce. Here's a suggestion. Map out all of the holidays and birthdays and stay far away from them. Yes, everybody might be getting together on Christmas. Maybe you have older kids that will be in town and you think, (laughs) what better time than to tell them when everyone is around? No, 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 no! Don't tell them on a day that could be ruined. Tell them on a weekend where they will have time to process what is going on. Not when they have to go to school the next day, not when they have to go to church. Tell them on a Saturday so they have enough time to ask questions and to cry and to process the information. This isn't just hard on you, it's hard on your kids. So give them some time to process when they don't have to immediately be around others who have no idea what they just went through. Next tip, this is not the time to play the blame game or to speak negatively about your soon-to-be ex. Do not share that their dad is having an affair with a co-worker. Leave out all these intimate details. This is the time to come together in unity for your kids. This is flipping hard if you're the dumpy. If you're the dumpy, you probably have had much less time to process your feelings and what you're going through. You're likely struggling to even comprehend what's going on. And this can be true even months after your soon-to-be ex asked for a divorce. The dumper, on the other hand has thought this through a thousand different ways. They will likely have started dealing with the emotional turmoil of giving up on the marriage, and they've started moving on. There is so much power in being the dumper, even if you as the dumpee agree with the reasons for the divorce. And telling your kids makes this even harder. Let's take, for instance, a husband who has an affair and decides to leave his wife for the new mistress. I'll just refer to him as Mr. A.H. because I'll, I'll let you figure out what that acronym stands for, actually. And yet, here you are, sitting around as a family, and what's the best thing for your kids? Well, it's not saying that their dad is an ass. It's not telling them that their dad has decided he loves another family more than he loves them. It's not saying he has had an affair with his coworker and is abandoning you. It's saying that we have decided that we can't keep working on a relationship, and it's better to move on separately. We have decided that the best thing to do is get a divorce because we've tried our hardest and our marriage isn't working out. It's that stupid cliche that goes on all divorce papers. Irreconcilable differences. Now, this information may change depending on the age of your children. This is good advice for young kids or kids that haven't seen the turmoil that the family has gone through the last little while. But older kids may know more or they may have additional questions. So tell the entire family together, but save those questions and answers for individual private discussions rather than sharing everything around your young kids. And still... Avoid the blame game. Don't try to get your kids to join your team. That's not their place. They should feel no pressure to reject their father or reject their mother and choose one parent over the other. They should feel loved and supported by each parent, even if one parent is a Mr. or Mrs. A.H. In the same light, don't ask them to choose who they want to live with. Don't ask them to make those decisions. That's something that you will figure out during mediation or court or whatever you decide. If it comes to that point, that should be made by a parent evaluator rather than by one parent manipulating or coaching a child to choose them. Next tip. Emphasize that this divorce has nothing to do with them. Emphasize that you both love them and that will not change at all. They need to understand this. And it will not help if you're fighting with your spouse. It will not help if you're focused only on yourself. This is the time to set aside that pride and that hurt and focus all that love on your children. Hug them. Embrace them. Let them cry. Let them get angry. Let them feel their emotions. Because their emotions are all normal. And they will vary drastically from child to child. Like I said before, my son did not cry. He just said that he was confused and didn't understand what was going on. And my daughter, she just wept. But I held them in my arms. I sat next to them and I told them that we loved them. And that the divorce had nothing to do with them. Now, like I said, I can't remember exactly what my ex said. I just know it was aligned with the script that we came up with. There was no blaming, and there was lots of love for our kids. That didn't make it any easier, by the way. Next suggestion. Be prepared to tell your children what this divorce will mean for them. If you're selling the house and moving, they should understand that. If the husband is moving out to an apartment, you should tell them that. If the mom is moving out to an apartment, you should tell them that. They will want to know how this will impact their lives. In my case, we told the kids that Amanda would be moving to an apartment, and they would get new rooms and new beds at the new apartment. We told them their school would be the same, their friends wouldn't change, and our love for them wouldn't change. And that was the important point. Next suggestion, leave time for questions and prepare answers to probable questions. This doesn't mean force your kids to ask questions, but ask them if they do have any. Their questions will likely depend on their age. My daughter was only six years old, and my son was only twelve when we sat them down to tell them about the divorce. And to be honest, Maddie's reaction was what I expected, but I was kind of surprised by Ben's reaction. I thought he would cry or emote more than he did, but his reaction was fine. Don't require them to feel or act a certain way, but be prepared for later questions. Just because they don't ask anything when you tell them, doesn't mean they won't come to you later with a barrage of questions. In my case, my kids never did ask those questions. But who knows, as they get older, they may start asking questions. One woman I spoke to told her children that she was getting a divorce, and they were not surprised. They had seen the idiocy of her husband, their father, and they were prepared for it. Now, these were older kids, of course, and the younger child, you know, in the same light, didn't understand it. Now, we've talked about what you should do. What about what you shouldn't do? Um, I mean, we talked a little bit about this, but when this topic comes up in divorce groups, you get a myriad of different responses, and some are very negative. And I completely understand where it's coming from, too. It's from a place of hurt and pain. For example, one mother told her children that the reason they were getting a divorce was because their daddy didn't want to be with them anymore and had instead chosen his mistress over them. I would hate to have that kind of knowledge placed on my children, that burden placed upon them. I'd hate to have the worries and pains of divorce put on their shoulders. They will go through enough without having to bear those things. Well, I am not going to lie to my children, was the response when people chided the woman for placing this responsibility and blame on her children. Uh, And I'm sorry, but there are things that you should not tell your kids. This is not their problem. This is not for them to figure out. It's going to be hellacious enough for you. Do not drag them into it because of some personal vendetta against the person who wronged you. Get over your damn self and focus on your children. Now, as they get older, as they ask those specific questions, you can feel out what is or isn't right to tell them. Let me share a few stories from my groups. One man said that the soon-to-be ex went behind his back and told her young children, three under 10 years old and one with, Autism, and what she told them was that their father was leaving them because he didn't love her or want to live with her and the kids anymore. So the oldest son calls up his dad crying and begs this man not to divorce his mommy. That's just horrible to place that sort of pressure and that sort of emotions on your kid. One other recent divorcee that I spoke to told me about her daughter watching a movie with her dad. This is after the divorce was final. They were living in separate houses. I can't remember what movie it was, but it was one where the husband was cheating on his spouse. And the spouse was sad and devastated. And the daughter said something about how horrible it was. And the dad started defending the guy who was cheating in the dang movie. So this daughter comes home and is telling this to the mother. Now this mother had talked to her kids when the divorce was happening but it spared them the details. These kids ranged from college students to kids who were still in elementary school. The daughter was older, in high school, and she finally asked her mom, Did Dad cheat on you? At this point, the daughter knew the answer to the question. I don't even remember if the mom answered. I think she just shrugged her shoulders or something, and the daughter knew from how her father had acted that he had cheated on her. Kids are smart. They'll eventually wonder about stuff. They'll start asking questions. But I don't want my kids to worry about that right now. I want them to be innocent. I want my daughter to love her mother, to seek out that relationship, even if I don't agree with everything she has done or is doing. Now, those are some of the main points to consider when telling your children you're getting a divorce. It will not be easy. As I said before, this was one of the hardest parts of my divorce. It can be sad to realize that this moment could define the rest of your children's lives. I have memories from my childhood that are forever etched into my mind, and I don't want the divorce talk to be one that my kids will forever remember. But when an unwanted divorce is forced upon you, you do the best you can for your kids, and you hope that will provide them the resilience and the strength to overcome these figurative shackles that are placed upon them. Okay, so to summarize, there is a positive way and a negative way to tell your children about your divorce. What you should do is have a script and tell your kids with your soon-to-be ex. Don't tell them in a place or on a day that has separate meaning. Do not play the blame game or speak negatively about your soon-to-be ex. Emphasize that this divorce has nothing to do with them, that you both love them, and that this will not change at all. Be prepared to tell your children what this divorce will mean for them, where they will live, where they will go to school, the parent-time schedule. Leave time for questions and prepare answers to probable questions. If necessary, separate among age groups for those answers. And last of all, do not use this as a moment to badmouth your ex. To claim this as a chance to destroy him or her in front of your children. It's not in the best interest of your kids. You know, divorce is hard enough on kids. Statistically, they do worse in school They get involved in drugs and underage sex more frequently than children who have intact families. That's where you as a parent get to stand up and step up. Help them unlock those shackles. Help them to throw them aside and excel. You can do that. You're amazing and your kids are amazing. So next week, we'll continue with the subject of children. and We'll discuss making a new home for your children that does not include a spouse. What will that look like? How am I making it work? And what's hard about it? But until next week, take care of your kids, take care of yourself, and realize that this moment is just a blip in a lifetime, an eternity, and you can come out of this stronger and more resilient. Learn to thrive from this experience and learn to help others. Thank you for joining me today. If you found this podcast helpful, please like and subscribe, leave a review and share it with others who could use support and healing. Visit TheDivorceTribe.com for more resources to help you through your divorce and follow me at The Divorce Tribe on Instagram to be notified when new episodes and content are released. Remember, you are not alone. We are part of the same tribe, The Divorce Tribe. Until next time.